There's been a moratorium, moratorium on evictions here in Chicago and across the country. I know I have a lot of listeners who are renters and a lot of listeners who are landlords. And as the moratorium came to an end, another one replaced it. The rules are confusing. Uh, I don't even know where we are in the moratorium and when evictions are going to start and what the options to people are who are renters and people who are landlords. So I brought with me today um, one of the best landlord tenant attorneys here in Chicago, and Carol Oshana. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You have been busy. You must, you must very. be <laughs> very busy. Um, can you just explain simply what is the status on evictions for renters? Well, Illinois uh, is setting to phase out the ban on evictions. It's supposed to completely expire August 31st. So between August 1 and August 31st, there's going to be no judgments co- uh, entered against covered persons, which are people that have been substantially affected economically by the COVID pandemic. But the uh, president passed uh, you know, a law for extending the CDC eviction moratorium through October 3rd. This is very confusing because the Supreme Court has already ruled that he could not extend the eviction moratorium without congressional approval, which he does not have. So interesting. So he issued this as an executive order, knowing pretty much that it was not going to be legal? Yes, he basically admitted that. He said, you know, I'm just buying time for, you know, the courts to do their thing. And that way people can hopefully get more rental assistance from the states, money that was given from the feds to the states and from the states to pass down to the renters and landlords. Carol, you know, this is kind of an opinion that, you know, maybe you do or don't want to give. But do you think that renters are taking advantage of this kind of thing? Or do you think there are a lot of renters out there who have been adversely affected by COVID and who really can't pay their rent and will be out on the street if they if they get evicted? Well, I can only tell you my experiences. And in my experience, landlords will call me when they're very angry. And to be honest, pretty much almost every case I have, not all, but I would say 80 to 85 percent of the cases I have are people who are still working and don't want to pay rent. That's reality. Yeah. And, and that's that's upsetting. Uh, but I guess, you know, people will take advantage of things to to better themselves. So let's just say that you've got uh, there's, there are tenants out there who maybe haven't paid rent in eight months. What kind of legal ramifications are they going to face once this moratorium is finally lifted and uh, evictions will proceed? What are they? What kinds of monetary damages will they face? Well, we've had a moratorium now for, I believe, 17 months. So some of these renters have explicitly said to the landlords, president says I don't have to pay rent anymore. So that's 17 months of rent plus the time that it takes to evict that person, probably another four months. You're looking at 20 to 21 months of rent that's going to be entered as a judgment against them. Now, mind you, that judgment needs to be recorded with the Cook County Recorder of Deeds so that it appears on their credit report. But I have some situations where people left and other people moved in. It's very confusing. You know, sometimes people allow their cousins, their sisters, whoever it is, we don't even know, move into the unit. So the judgments are going to be against the old renter who allowed these people to get in, you know, it just this is very, they're looking at huge judgments against them. I mean, that's reality. If the landlords want to pursue it, unfortunately, the landlords, you know, have to pay costs, like four or $500 to sue a tenant just in court costs and trying to recover that, especially from 
deadbeat tenants is not exactly easy. So you get this, so like you're paying $1,000 a, a month in rent, and you've got, say, 17 months of that. The judgment will be entered for that amount. Um, it, you know, are, what's going to happen then? Are, are these people going to have bad credit? Or will they go bankrupt on it? Um, what, you know, what, what's, what do you see the long-term fallout of this, Carol? Well, in my experience, people that have bad credit don't care about their credit. So they don't care if a judgment is entered against them. They already had bad credit. So in my experience, most of these things that are happening are happening in neighborhoods that are distressed areas. These are landlords, for the most part, are African-American or Hispanic. These are the ones that are calling me for the most part. And the tenants are generally not you know, stellar tenants to begin with. So their credit wasn't great anyway. People with great credit worry about their credit and they don't want bad credit. But these people that have jobs and don't want to pay don't really care. If you have a question for Carol on the issue of landlord-tenant law, especially in this time of COVID, give us a call here, 312-981-7200, 312-981-7200. Carol, what are, you, what are landlords doing? I mean, the landlords, uh, you know, if they have renters in here who they you can't evict, they're living there, um, they're not paying rent, and the, the tenants, the landlords, are do they are they paying their mortgages? And what's happening here? Well, I have one situation just a couple weeks ago, uh, a gentleman who's a retiree and disabled, he's losing his property in foreclosure. He can no longer sustain it because the tenant downstairs, he lives in the building, and the tenant downstairs has stopped paying rent as of March 2020, even though they continue to work. So now he's selling the building. That's his option. He has to sell it as a short sale. Uh, but the landlords that I do know are struggling to make ends meet. I have one lady, a Hispanic lady, that called me. She had to get another job to pay for the mortgage because she already works, but she had to get another job uh, because the land, the tenants are that live in the building with her, they live upstairs, are also not paying rent. So landlords are borrowing money, getting second jobs, you know, tapping into their savings, or they're just losing the properties altogether. And you know, I have I have sympathy and empathy for everybody in, during COVID because we're, we're, we've all been impacted one way or the other. But you know, I have to say, it seems like people are more concerned about the 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 tenants, which I understand. You don't want people on the street, especially during COVID. But what about the landlords? I mean, their people are getting uh, their their properties foreclosed, and the banks are coming after them. And they could some people who I know I have clients who that's what their business is. They own three or four buildings, small buildings, you know, nothing significant, you know, huge. But this is the way they make their their money. This is the way they earn their living, and this is the way they support their buildings. And 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 I assume that this is devastating for them. Well, it's no different than telling a grocery store, no long, you no longer can charge people for food. They can just go get it and walk out. It, it, this is outrageous what they're doing to landlords. And it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's unconstitutional. The Supreme Court already ruled the CDC doesn't have the authority to do this. They need a congressional authority. So pursuing this kind of path is just setting a, a you know, it'll be a, terrible for landlords going in the future because there are a lot of landlords I talked to said, I'm selling after this, I'm selling, I'm done, I don't want to be a landlord anymore. Okay, what's going to happen? These apartments turn into condos, they sell them to, or they convert them into single family homes. They're going to be a shortage of apartments because landlords are not going to want to go into the business, especially in distressed areas. Yeah, that's a good point. Who wants to go into a business that could be impacted, uh, like you said, basically saying you can't charge for for the the service? 
Oh, Carol, uh, Carol Oshana, can you please give out your contact information uh, where we can reach you? Yeah, I'm. My website is uh, chicagolandlordattorneys.com. You can look me up there, chicagolandlordattorneys at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm available for any questions. Thank you, Carol. You take care and uh, stay busy. <laughs> Thank you. All, All right. right. Thanks so much. All right. Take, take care. care.